0: Over thirty years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have
1: things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house. Nine o'clock are on the house, around the house hour, open house hour. We just changed it. I'm getting my my names down. This is the open home hour. It's open for you, the Arizona homeowner, whatever you want to talk about your home, castle, or cabin. 1-888-767-4348. That's one triple eight, Rosie for you. That's the first time we've given the number all day, all morning. Had a lot of great guests in our first two hours, and completely open this hour for any projects you have planned for this weekend or planned coming up, or if you've got maybe a couple different estimates, and you want to talk through the difference between them and see how to narrow down which one's right for you. We won't tell you which one's right for you, only you can make that decision, but we'll give you the thought process and the questions to ask and what to look at in narrowing that decision down to your home, castle, or cabin you know, family comes into a factor, budget comes into a factor, how long you plan on living in the house comes into a factor. And, you know, the feeling you get from the person standing in front of you telling you what you need to do or where, how you need to spend your money to uh, accomplish whatever it is you're working on, that's a, that's a big deal. You know, your gut is wired to send off warning signals. And if you're getting warning signals, signals talking to somebody. You don't have to uh, panic. You can just say, "Okay, thanks. Got the information. That's great. I'll call you when we're ready to make a decision." And just leave it at that. And when they walk away, you can shred their number.
2: But, if you go to Rosie on the House referral network, we've vetted them for you and you can be pretty sh- you can be 100% sure that you've got guys that care about you, care about their product and want to be provide good customer service.
1: Just to join the network, you have to be in business locally five years. Occasionally, an exception will be made. Uh, The two times I can think of, one, it was a second generation where the son branched out on his own. He had been with a company for a long time with his dad, and we put it out to the network. All right, they're branching out, and they want to establish a second one are we going to allow them or are we going to wait for them to be in business for five years and their network voted to let him go ahead and expand. And then second energy audits. When those came in, we saw the value of those that we made an exception to go ahead and bring the company in before that five year mark because of the value that they were providing. And at the time it was a home energy audit it was something that the utility company would pay for. So it wasn't like, uh, we had to worry about their ability to collect from a customer to stay in business because the utility companies were paying for them to provide this service so we do put a, a lot... occasionally an exception here or there but for the most part and and both of those exceptions right now those are years old i mean i, I think rius is close to their 10th year with us now
2: yeah and we we do take it very serious because we we offer something that other referral networks don't, that's a complaint resolution. We offer Rosie. <laughs> and so his name's on it, so you can count on it being good. If you just even have a communication problem, you can give us a call all during the week. And we... They
1: have to sign a complaint resolution that says we have the final say if you're unable to solve the House an does. issue mm-hmm. with one of our listeners. And we've also got a code of ethics all uh, all employees of their company have to adhere to this customer service on the phone customer service on the site from the sales rep down to the last technician or tradesman that leaves the job when it's all said and done.
2: We got you back.
1: And we've got our promotion team on the line. We've got location Lance. Where are you today, sir?
3: We are in Cottonwood at the Verde Valley, um, or I should say, uh, Verde Valley fairgrounds for the Verde Valley home show, uh, Doors opened here about uh, just about 10 minutes ago. The show's going to uh, 4 p.m. We got uh, actually 60 vendors total, uh, including yours truly. We also got Pella Windows and Doors, our certified partner here. Uh, Free parking, free admission. They got raffle prizes. We're doing raffle prizes, home maintenance calendars, and the weather's
1: great. And when you get to the fairgrounds, where does somebody go?
3: Uh, So as you pull into the fairgrounds, you'll see... Basically, uh, sort of an impromptu parking lot where everyone's just sort of making their own spots. You can't miss it. You'll just pull in right off Cherry Street, and you just drive down the dirt road, and they'll be right in front of you.
1: And where are you guys in the building?
3: So we are in the, uh, the northern building on the back wall. Uh, when you pull in, you'll see the southern building. You can go in there, and as you come out of that, it'll take you right to our building. And you can walk right in those doors. You go left to right, walk around, and you'll see us in the back there.
1: All right, and y'all will be there today and tomorrow.
3: Yep, both days. Uh four PM both days as well.
1: All right, Lance. Well we appreciate it if for any of our listeners that are in the Verde Valley, uh or Sedona I still they, they say when you hear the news up there the way they report it, it's uh Sedona Oak Creek or Camp Verde in the Verde Valley or Cottonwood in the Verde Valley, uh so any any of those areas, uh all Trades there today are designed. That's one of the hard things that people don't think about if they move to rule for the first time. The contractors that they have out there, there's not nearly the access they have to it. And um, <clears throat> I'm trying to get the uh, call down. <laughs> you can still hear them walking around in the background. It's <laughs> driving me crazy. And the uh, hold button's not working in here. Anyway. Uh, when you Casa Grande was a perfect example they had a lot of big developments that were going in and people moving there then 10 15 years later when they started looking for people they couldn't get no one from Phoenix wanted to drive down no one from Tucson wanted to come up and there was a limited supply of trade companies service companies contractors there locally and Well, how do I fix this because I can't find anybody that wants to drive out and do it? That's something that you really have to be aware of and be prepared to manage. Even building as close as Whitman, I had a huge trouble getting contractors out that, oh, man, that's forever like 60 miles, guys. Come on. (laughs) You you could leave your your house or or your business in Central Phoenix and go out to Gold Canyon and – you know that's about the same amount of time and you're in the city the whole time it's you know this at uh, concept that because town ends it it's a long way after. you know how long you just drove through town
2: It is harder in the rural areas though I always always hate to have to tell people I don't have anybody, but it happens when you live out far
1: it does, and a lot of uh you what know, well, you'll find, and we get this a lot, especially in the sholo areas, you know when hunting season comes around, they can't find any <laughs> contractor. <laughs> they're all out in the woods or or if it's a good day for fishing yeah they're they're on a different time schedule you just got to get used to it phoenix area boasts the highest number of construction jobs this past year and what are those construction jobs going to man new home company starts a second community in gilbert 22 homes Called Mosaic on Lakefront Master Plan Community at Layton Lakes in Gilbert, Lennar Homes broke ground on Wednesday. What they call Heritage at Asante, fifteen hundred homes plan, that's out in Surprise. Uh, you've got Richmond America Open Season Community this weekend. They've got an open house at Seasons at Verado out in Buckeye. Uh, it it just is. There's nowhere you can look and not see something going on, and I've said before, if you ever wanted to know the condition of the building uh, economy, just look around and count how many concrete trucks you see on the road, and I don't know if you've noticed, or as you're out driving, there are concrete trucks everywhere. I even saw three in a row one morning uh, coming in. They were all going to a job site, and so – and. made me think, I wonder if people know what they're looking at when they see a concrete truck. So concrete itself, 6% air, 11% Portland cement, 41% gravel, 26% sand, and 14% water. 4,000 pounds per cubic yard. Each yard will cover 81 square feet on a 4-inch thick slab. So a concrete truck completely loaded can pour just over 700 square feet of Uh, of slabs. So when you see three in a row, you know that they're going to a slab that they've got enough finishers that they can pour over 2,000 square feet in one load. The maximum load, 26,000 pounds, puts the total weight of the rig at 62,000 pounds. And you can tell when it's fully loaded because the wheels in the middle are low down and the wheels on the back are down. So you should keep your distance. If the rear axle is up, He's uh, only carrying four loads. If the rear wheels and middle axle are up, he's probably an empty load going back home, but still a very heavy vehicle on the road, and that doesn't include the additional water that they are carrying with them.
2: Good thing we have such good roads.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You took a trip this recently to the National Hardware Show, and put together a little list of items for Father's Day.
2: Well, I did, but I kind of got carried away, Romy. I just think uh, with Father's Day coming up, I wanted, I wanted to make a list, and I thought, you know, dads kind of get a bad rap anymore. You know, they just, I, I found a quote by Billy Graham that I love. It says, a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the valuable assets in our society. So, uh, you know, I think it's a great time to try to honor dad. And are you, do you think of yourself as a gifty person? Gif, what well, like, what, what's your love language? How do people tell you they care about you? How do you like to, them to tell you? Is it by a gift or by doing something or words?
1: You should have asked me that. some time to think. Okay. Well, I'll give you some time. <laughs> Definitely to... not gifts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of got that from me. But, but so I, I thought it would be really fun to put together this list. I have um, put it on Facebook. And it's quite long, but we'll kind of talk through some of of the things we've got on there. But you can – don't feel like you have to write it all down and have it all documented. Um, But I just thought it would be fun to to go through those
1: together. Okay. And we'll do that here at Rosie on the House after this break. Oh. After this break. (laughs) Oh, keep talking. (laughs) All right. So we have –
2: I do have a gift to give away okay. for Father's Day. All right. Beautiful. I found this at the hardware show. It's by a company called Game Day Ironworks, and it's beautiful collegiate uh, metal artwork for your, for your team. So I have, and you know what? The one, the winner gets to pick. Do they want a sign from LSU? I'm not, oh, sorry. You do sorry. That one's for Rosie, the LSU one. But ASU or U of A. So we're going to have a little texting contest. We'll tell you about it when we come back.
1: Okay. And that's something you found at the National Hardware mm-hmm. Show, and they're going to do this for our listeners. That's a little right. father A little Father's Day gift. What's the website?
2: Game Day, work, Game Day Ironworks.
1: So you can go to Game Day Ironworks and see what we're talking about.
2: Or Facebook. I, I put the two signs up on there.
1: Game Day Ironworks. Describe what it is.
2: So um, at the home show, I was walking around outside. They have this big tailgate area. So it's all things to get ready for football season or picnicking or whatever you like to do in the summer. And they had this wonderful display of these iron uh, cutouts of collegiate teams. And he, ha- I saw tigers. I was like, all oh, right. And I went over. I was like, oh, it's the wrong tigers. He goes, but I there's can- a
1: lot. You got Auburn Tigers, <laughs> yeah. the Missouri Tigers, but the only ones that really count are like, LSU oh, tigers. tigers.
2: So he he assured me he could get that for me. But if you go to their website, they just have a wonderful assortment. You can order right off the website. And you know what? They have a deal for um, us this through June 30th. If you order off their website. You get a twenty five percent discount, and if the order is over two hundred dollars, you get free shipping. And all you have to do is put "Game Day Dad" in the checkout for your discount code. And that's on Facebook as well. So, okay. So be sure you check it out. So what are we going to do for the contest to make it fun, Romy? We're
1: giving one away, mm-hmm. and he can do a U of A or an ASU. So we're going to leave it up to our listening audience to decide which team is going yeah. to win. Text ASU if you're an ASU fan and you would like one of these, or text U of A, you know what, or, or maybe Sun Devils and Wildcats, Okay, just to make it easier for sorting. Okay, good. If you're a U of A fan, text Wildcat to 411 If you are a Sun Devil fan, ASU fan, text Sun Devils to 411-923. We'll count up the number of texts we get, and whichever team gets more will be the winning team, and then everyone that texted in for that winning team will pick a random winner out of that, to go get their game day ironwork.
2: Okay, we'll have that by the end of the hour for the, you. So if you have a little bit of time to text in which which one you are, a wildcat or a sun devil.
1: To four one one nine two three, and we'll pick a winner at the end of the hour. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to talk about something going on next weekend at Taliesin West celebrating Frank Lloyd's right, 152nd birthday. But we're here for the listening audience. First and foremost, let's get to the calls. We have... Uh, you know my my phone bank is not working, so you're gonna have to break pot up the calls for me thanks cat uh and as we get on to the calls, you can join the conversation at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight That's one triple eight Rosie for you. You'll just have to give me a thumbs up when those uh when we're ready to go live on the air with calls. There was an article today, I was so happy to see this, we talk about it a lot, and Gary threw this on my desk, it was something off of ABC 15, you hear us preaching about this a lot when we're talking about the trades, and this concept that you have to go into your uh, working career, and with a lot of college debt. This is about a gentleman that works for Sutter Masonry, and I will say a great masonry company, they're the ones that built the Integra block wall on our home. Uh, when I had it built in Whit, when I built it in Whitman, oh, I don't know, I guess that was '04. He says, "You know it's hot." Tanner laughed, uh, but you just got to deal with it. He says, uh, even as apprentice, he's likely to make more money than his former schoolmates, and he has no student debt, and he's just 19 years old, nor did he have to struggle to find a job we mentioned at the beginning, the amount of construction that's going on, and that Phoenix is number one for construction jobs, just to have a trade. And there's nothing to say, you know, we're not bad-mouthing college or a degree.
2: Well, you could pay for your college by working. Yes.
1: (laughs) You don't have to get into a huge amount of debt then figure out how to pay for it. You can pay your way through college. I mean, it may take you a little longer than four years. It may uh, drag out as you're working between classes or online. Or you can, with online classes, you know, you hustle young enough. You could get a degree uh, online at night while you're working during the day. This notion that you have to get in this huge amount of debt for a degree that's not worth anything on the open market is uh, something that we we work to really reverse that mindset. So, it looks like we're ready for the calls now. Uh line number 1, I don't know a name. Uh something about a backsplash. Welcome to the program. Hello. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So, I need a need to install backsplash in my home. And is this for a kitchen? Is it in the bathroom? Where's the backsplash going? Oh, kitchen. The kitchen. The kitchen. And what part of Arizona are you in? Gilbert. In Gilbert. Do you have any idea what kind of material you would like to use? Or if not, what's the existing countertop right now?
3: The countertop is granite.
1: Okay. You have a granite countertop and you're looking for a backsplash to match it. Is it one big solid uh, granite countertop? Yeah. This isn't a, a... a tile pattern by color wise. Yeah. yeah. I think the first thing I would do is go to uh, Aztec Marble and Granite. I don't, they're not open today and call ahead of time. They've got a great showroom, but it's by uh, appointment only, generally speaking. It's near whatever Bankland Ballpark is called these days. It's on 7th, just to the east of 7th Street, uh, south of the, the baseball park. And take a picture of the existing countertop you have bring it in there and find something that will match and look good for uh for your backsplash and they can install it or if uh, it's something you're looking to do yourself as long as the wall is straight a backsplash isn't overly complicated but what you find a lot of times especially in a wood framed home you know if the in construction if the concrete is just out of square or a little bit uh and then the framing might be out of plumb just a little bit or the wood might have warped a little bit and then you get the drywall on all you know a, a fraction on top of a fraction on top of a fraction and then you get this straight slab that you're trying to put against the wall and you're like what's with this you know it's flush over here why isn't it flush over here you know there's a lot of bend in it that our eyes can't see and, and then in that case it's just a matter of making that blend in, rather cutting out drywall and to make it flush will be the biggest part of the challenge. It's Rosie on the House. Uh, we've got a lot of text so far. Again, if you missed it at the beginning of this segment, if you're a Wildcat fan, type Wildcat. If you're a Sun Devil fan, text Sun Devil to four one one nine two three. 923 Whichever team gets the most vote will then pick a winner from that team for a game day Ironworks. Game Day Ironworks. Describe what it is.
2: So um, at the home show, I was walking around outside. They have this big tailgate area, so it's all things to get ready for football season or picnicking or whatever you like to do in the summer. And they had this wonderful display of these iron uh, cutouts of collegiate teams. And he, had, I saw tigers. I was like, all oh, right. And I went over. I was like, oh, it's the wrong tigers. He goes, but I There's can.
1: There's a lot. You got Auburn Tigers, <laughs> yeah. the Missouri Tigers, but the only ones that really count. LSU like, oh, oh, tigers. tigers.
2: So he, he assured me he could get that for me. But if you go to their website, they just have a wonderful assortment. You can order right off the website. And you know what? They have a deal for um, us this through June 30th. If you order off their website. You get a 25% discount. And if the order is over $200, you get free shipping. And all you have to do is put Game Day Dad in the checkout for your discount code. And that's on Facebook as well. So, okay. so be sure you check it out. So, what are we going to do for the contest to make it fun, Romy? We're
1: giving one away. Mm-hmm. And he can do a U of A or an ASU. So, we're going to leave it up to our listening audience to decide which team is yeah. going to win. Text ASU if you're an ASU fan and you would like one of these, or text U of A, you know what, or, or maybe Sun Devils and Wildcats. Okay. Just to make it easier for sorting. Okay, good. If you're a U of A fan, text Wildcat to 411 If you are an Sun Devil fan, ASU fan, text Sun Devils to four one 923 We'll count up the number of texts we get, and whichever team gets more will be the winning team. And then everyone that texted in for that winning team will pick a random winner out of that to go get their game day ironwork.
2: Okay, we'll have that by the end of the hour for the, you. So if you have a little bit of time to text in which which one you are, a wildcat or a sun devil.
1: To 411-923, and we'll pick a winner at the end of the hour. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. I want to talk about something going on next weekend at Taliesin West celebrating Frank Lloyd's right, 152nd birthday. But we're here for the listening audience. First and foremost, let's get to the calls. We have... Um uh, you know my my phone bank is not working, so you're gonna have to break pot up the calls for me. Thanks cat. Uh, and as we get on to the calls, you can join the conversation at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you. You'll just have to give me a thumbs up when those uh, when we're ready to go live on the air with calls. There was an article today. I was so happy to see this. We talk about it a lot, and Gary threw this on my desk. It was something off of ABC 15. You hear us preaching about this a lot when we're talking about the trades and this concept that you have to go into your uh, working career and with a lot of college debt. This is about a gentleman that works for Sutter Masonry, and I will say a great masonry company. They're the ones that built the Integra block wall on our home. Uh, when I had it built in Whit, when I built it in Whitman, oh, I don't know, I guess that was '04. He says, "You know, it's hot." Tanner laughed, uh, but you just got to deal with it. He says, uh, even as apprentice, he's likely to make more money than his former schoolmates, and he has no student debt, and he's just 19 years old, nor did he have to struggle to find a job. We mentioned at the beginning the amount of construction that's going on and that Phoenix is number one for construction jobs. Just to have a trade, and there's nothing to say, you know, we're not bad-mouthing college or a degree.
2: Well, you could pay for your college by working. Yes.
1: (laughs) You don't have to get into a huge amount of debt then figure out how to pay for it. You can pay your way through college I mean it may take you a little longer than four years it may uh, drag out as you're working between classes or online or you can with online classes you know you hustle young enough you could get a degree uh, online at night while you're working during the day this notion that you have to get in this huge amount of debt for a degree that's not worth anything on the open market is uh, something that we, we work to really reverse that mindset. So, it looks like we're ready for the calls now. Uh line number 1, I don't know a name. Uh something about a backsplash. Welcome to the program. Hello. Yes. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. So, I need
3: a need to install backsplash in my home.
1: And is this for a kitchen? Is it in the bathroom? Where's the backsplash going? Oh, kitchen. The kitchen. The kitchen. And what part of Arizona are you in? Gilbert. In Gilbert. Do you have any idea what kind of material you would like to use? Or if not, what's the existing countertop right now?
3: The countertop is granite.
1: Okay. You have a granite countertop and you're looking for a backsplash to match it. Is it one big solid uh, granite countertop? Yeah. This isn't a, a... a tile pattern by
2: color wise yeah. yeah
1: i think the first thing i would do is go to uh aztec marble and granite i don't they're not open today and call ahead of time they've got a great showroom but it's by uh, appointment only generally speaking it's near whatever bankland ballpark is called these days it's on seventh just to the east of seventh street uh, south of the the baseball park and Take a picture of the existing countertop you have, bring it in there, and find something that'll match and look good for uh, for your backsplash. And they can install it, or if uh, it's something you're looking to do yourself, as long as the wall is straight, a backsplash isn't overly complicated. But what you find a lot of times, especially in a wood-framed home, if the in construction if the concrete is just out of square or a little bit uh and then the framing might be out of plumb just a little bit or the wood might have warped a little bit and then you get the drywall on all you know a, a fraction on top of a fraction on top of a fraction and then you get this straight slab that you're trying to put against the wall and you're like what's with this you know it's flush over here why isn't it flush over here you know there's a lot of bend in it that our eyes can't see and, and then in that case it's just a matter of making that blend in, rather cutting out drywall and to make it flush will be the biggest part of the challenge. It's Rosie on the House. Uh, we've got a lot of text so far. Uh, again, if you missed it at the beginning of this segment, if you're a Wildcat fan, type Wildcat. If you're a Sun Devil fan, text Sun Devil to four one one nine two three. 923 Whichever team gets the most vote will then pick a winner from that team for a game day Ironworks. I've got something for you. Okay. A, a little something from uh, Brian Regan. Do you know Brian Regan? I do. He's funny. And and he's one that can be played in front of the whole family, and you don't have to worry about—
2: I do appreciate that.
1: You know, any language or any appropriate conversations. But you, you were saying, you know, dads don't get the— Credit. Uh, the yeah. credit, you think? What was that quote from uh, Billy Graham? Oh, Romy. Okay. Well, right.
2: he- Here it is. Here it is. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the valuable
1: assets in our society. Here's a little something to that from Brian Regan.
4: Speaking of problems, I read this. Apparently the Israelis and Palestinians are not getting along. What the? What happened? I go on a short vacation. I don't know how they're going to solve their issues. They've tried violence. That hasn't worked. Nothing's worked, you know? But you know what they haven't tried? And I think it's worth a shot. They haven't tried a good dad. Because a good dad can solve a problem in 30 seconds. I say we send a good dad over there. What in the hell is going on over here?
1: You can look up Brian Regan Good Dad for the rest of that. It goes on and it is pretty funny. Uh so
2: you can <laughs> even watch him on mute and be entertained. His expressions are pretty <laughs> phenomenal.
1: Yes. we'll get to our weekly home maintenance to do here shortly it has to identifying a good snake versus a bad snake and making sure our home surroundings are in a place that deters those snakes as weather warms up and they start slithering out it's something that we see commonly here in Arizona but we're gonna to get to our calls first at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight Rosie for you a new welcome
0: hey thanks for uh, taking my call um I've got two projects one of them is just finding the right material um in our shower i'm looking for a glazing spine spline, but it's a real tough one to find i've been to so many places here in the valley and they just don't seem to have it and i was hoping you could point me in to a a place that might carry it it's a glazing spline for the side of the shower it's a framed shower, and it looks almost like a V with a triangle at the end.
1: Hmm. Is that something you could send us a picture of?
0: Absolutely. Yes. I would love to.
1: Snap a picture and send it to info at rosieonthehouse.com. And let me get a visual, and I think I'll be in a lot better uh, position to be able to help you. Uh, so that was question okay. one. You said, was there a second there is a second.
0: So our fence is on the shorter side in the neighborhood. Um, when you're walking on the sidewalk, you can see right into our backyard. And I want to raise the fence and I, I'm i going to try and do it myself. It's got these top caps that are, you know, I guess covering for rain or whatever they are. They're just top uh, mm-hmm. stones. How do I take those off? Add um some height to the fence and then put them back on.
1: Well I would first I um, the way it sounds like there's probably a, a master plan community with an HOA.
0: There's no HOA.
1: Okay. So you Lucky don't need you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you you don't need permission from neighbors to do this. No, and all the neighbors fences are much taller than ours. Okay. So the what i would get is a is a chip and hammer they do make electric ones but that they're heavy and that's going to be okay. without scaffolding where you could hold it at waist level and use the chip and hammer horizontally that way um you know and and you know scaffolding they do you can rent scaffolding and that would make it go a little quicker but what i would do is just get a uh hand chip and hammer it's something you okay. get in the masonry section at any hardware store it's a of generally, they're blue. It's a heavy steel chip. I mean, the blades varies, but you're probably going to find a 4-inch, four 4-6-inch four, blade and get a 2-pound uh, sledge. Uh wing makes a great one. Put that okay. chip right on that grout line and just gently tap it, and that vibration will start to break that mortar joint and you'll notice that after a couple hits you'll just be able to take that hammer and pop off the top plate and then you'll have to go back uh, depending on how the grout breaks off and scrape the grout off of the top of the wall either with that chip and hammer along it or get a grinder and grind it off Uh, it's a very dusty job to grind it but um, it's a very easy way to do it
2: how many feet of fence? okay (laughs)
1: Uh, how many feet? Great question.
0: I'm trying to, I'm trying to add one foot up and then all around, I would say, cause the yard is about a third of an acre. Um,
1: it's and, a lot. <laughs> okay. Where, what part of the state are you in? Uh, Phoenix. Uh, we're in Phoenix. Uh,
0: on Greenway and 34th street.
1: Oh man. Do you know where Marvell is? I do. You just go to Marvel. They've got okay. every tool and take a picture of the is it a gray block it, with a top cap? I'm guessing it's probably a colored or a yep. decorative.
0: No, it's it's an actual it's an actual block fence.
1: Okay. Usually you don't see on a on a masonry fence a top cap across the whole thing. So just Yep. Run into Marvell. you're going to get uh the the tools you need to take the top cap off. You'll get the are you going to try and set the block yourself?
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm
1: yep. going to try. You, you'll get the, the trowels. You can get you know a wheelbarrow for your mortar mix. You can get pre-bagged uh, mortar, which I would do because you're going to be probably doing this in sections. And all the
2: advice you need along the way. They're great in there.
1: Yeah. Okay. and The, the biggest so thing pre- is going, mortar. Yeah, green uh, is making sure you have your line set straight. So you will put uh, an actual physical string line on each corner end and they can sell you the the level for that and what it does is it measures your top height that you want to set that block to because your grout's going to be a certain depth and your block Mm -hmm. and making that mortar consistent is going to be uh the biggest challenge because without that string line you know by eyeballing it looking down moving along you're going to feel like it's being set uh Set level, but then you get down and back off, and you'll be like, man, those those aren't level at all, and it's going to drive you nuts, but you'll apply a little bit more mortar than you need to get it level, and then you'll tap the top of that brick down so that you get a little compaction for your grout, and you will notice for— Depending on how much sunlight you get, a couple, two, maybe three years, you'll be able to tell that that grout is newer than the other grout. But after a couple of years of sun bleach, it'll all look the same.
0: So would you suggest after everything is done, would you suggest painting the fence or just leaving it? Because I was going to paint it and my neighbor said not to um, because the, I guess, the water will crack the paint at the bottom of the fence, and it'll look bad after a few years, but I was thinking about painting my fence just to give the house a facelift.
1: That is completely up to you, Uh, and what you'll do if you're going to paint it, you'll get a product called Block Fill, and Marvell sells it as well, and you'll put this on first, and you want to roll it on. Don't spray it. It's a really thick, white paint designed to go on block, and it... It will seal it and give you a good base primer to put paint on. Just know that that paint's only going to last a few, you know, 8, 12 years, 15 years, looking good. As soon as you paint masonry, you've added a maintenance problem to that masonry and having to repaint it again to keep it looking good. So if you don't mind repainting it every decade or so, then, and you want the look of it, you can. I've also seen a lot of people do wall murals uh, through neighborhoods. Mm. And you could do some kind of mural on it to add uh, add something to the neighborhood. But you know, un- un- but that's only if you want to paint.
0: Okay. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all your advice.
1: Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us. And I'll let Kat switch the buttons as we go over to Mike, who wants to talk about one of Rosie's favorite topics and mine water. Good morning, Mike. <laughs>
5: Hi Rosie, how you doing? Good. I'm a uh first-time caller and long-time listener. I'm moving back to the to the valley after being in in the east for a number of years and we're building a home out in uh, uh Blackstone. Um and it's a it's a fairly good size home. It's about 4500 square feet uh and about 10,000 feet under roof. We got a lot of patios and that sort of thing. And uh Two questions. Um, when we when we got the bids and I don't know, didn't know shear versus uh, not full shear, I didn't understand the, the whole notion of it. And when we got, went through the, all the bids, for the house, what uh, the, the bidder that uh, won the, the, the construction bid, um, and he was open about it. He said, you know, this bid is uh, not full shear. Um, and uh, the, the plans that were drawn up uh, you know, they had, uh, they showed the, I guess you call it the shear areas of the house and that sort of thing. And they said they would go ahead and they would exceed what's considered to be the required shear, but they wouldn't be doing full shear in the house. Long story short, we're, uh, at the framing stage and the inspector that came through from the city of Peoria just asked the question, uh, well, why is this, this house full shear? And it's really led to, uh, shall we say some very, uh, active discussions and we're stuck at this particular point in time. We're not afraid to spend money on, on the house, but we don't want to spend stupid money. And what we're being told is that it's not really needed. Um, but it's coming down to about a $5,000 difference for people to go, for them to go ahead and, and, you know, complete the, make it full sure as opposed to what it is right now. Right. And, uh,
1: and is this just two by f-
5: to spend the money
1: for two by six? Sorry.
5: It's two by six.
1: and, What he's talking about, when we frame a home in construction, the framing by itself, straight two-by-fours, is not enough structural support. On the corners, they add siding, and that's usually OSB that's nailed to the walls to help keep the wall straight. Because if you picture a straight wall, everything completely vertical, nothing is keeping it from going side to side, and that corner shearing help stabilize the building and you only need to do that to the corners to pass code. I think, and I'm pretty sure that's the same in every city in Arizona. And so the inspector's asking, why aren't you putting OSB siding on the entire home? Correct?
5: That's correct. Right.
1: So, and it's about another $5,000 to finish doing that. Yep. Well, I will how many other homes are going up in construction right now in your area?
5: Oh, there's a lot.
1: Looking at yep. all of them, I would say most of them weren't, would be my guess.
5: Well, if you look across the golf course to the the uh, track homes that are being built, they are not. If you look across at some of the custom homes that are being built in the area, they are. And, you know, the... and. Uh, <laughs> I just don't know that one, one guy's just throws himself on a grenade. You've got to have full shear to make this a, a good product. And, and I said, well, that's, that's fine. But I'm having structural engineers telling me is it, it would be a better product, but it's not necessary. And it is it worth the $5,000. You know, I could spend that $5,000 on, on other areas. So it's just a matter of, do we spend the money and, and, yeah. Are you going to is, – is there going to be any kind of problem with the house? Apparently not. You know, one guy said that you may have some additional – or may have cracking in some areas in the stucco over time that you wouldn't if you had full shear. But other people kind of debunk that. So we're,
1: so we're, uh, we're stuck. You're going to get cracking in your stucco no matter what. That's just the nature yeah. of cement and – of stucco's a, a, obviously a very heavily cement-based product but that doesn't mean it's going to weaken the structure and you're going to get most of your uh you know that's not going to be anything that you can't fix with an elastomeric caulking and a paint job will cover up any uh any natural cracking that's going to occur would the cracking that would be a problem is going to be soil based it's going to have nothing to do with whether or not the house is sh- completely sheared all the way around or not as long as they're doing a good job and making sure that the lumber's been dried you know if we use lumber that's too wet and we build the house and then we get all kinds of warping as it dries out later Uh, when we when they build a wood framed home they've got to let it set for a certain amount of time with the concrete tiles on top of it so the wood gets used to the weight of the concrete tiles before they put the siding on. That way we get all of our bending and warping done before we're putting on our finished exterior coating. Yes, it would be a little bit more structurally sound if you added that, but is it worth the extra $5,000? I can't, uh, I I don't want to answer that as a definite yes or no. We, (laughs) We still want to guide you to that answer, but I will tell you this. If you called any realtor and said, has any homeowner ever asked you, "Is the home completely sheared or unsheared?" Yeah. I will say they've probably never even been asked that. So, is it going to hurt yeah. your resale value? i would say, I'd call a few realtors. I have never been asked that question. We'll we'll finish a little yeah. bit more on the back side of this. Uh, okay, after the break, hang tight. I've got something for you. Okay, a, l- a little something from. Uh, Brian Regan. Do you know Brian Regan? I do. He's funny. And, and he's one that can be played in front of the whole family and you don't have to worry about... I do appreciate that. You know, any language or any appropriate conversations. But you were saying, you know, dads don't get the credit, uh, the credit yeah. you think? What was that quote from uh, Billy Graham?
2: Oh, Romy. Okay. Well, he, Here it is, here it is. A good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the valuable assets in our society.
1: Here's a little something to that from Brian Regan. Speaking
4: of problems, I read this. Apparently the Israelis and Palestinians are not getting along? What the? What happened? I go on a short vacation... I don't know how they're going to solve their issues. They've tried violence. That hasn't worked. (laughs) Nothing's worked, you know? But you know what they haven't tried? And I think it's worth a shot. They haven't tried a good dad. (laughs) Because a good dad can solve a problem in 30 seconds. I say we send a good dad over there.
1: What in the hell is going on over here? You can look up Brian Regan, good dad, for the rest of that. It goes on, and it is pretty funny. Uh, so you can <laughs>
2: even watch him on mute and be entertained. His expressions are pretty <laughs> phenomenal
1: we'll get to our weekly home maintenance to do here shortly it has to identifying a good snake versus a bad snake and making sure our home surroundings are in a place that deters those snakes as weather warms up and they start slithering out it's something that we see commonly here in Arizona but we're gonna to get to our calls first at one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight that's one triple eight Rosie for you a new welcome
0: hey thanks for uh, taking my call um I've got two projects one of them is just finding the right material um, in our shower I'm looking for a glazing spine spline, but it's a real tough one to find I've been to so many places here in the valley and they just don't seem to have it and I was hoping you could point me in to to a place that might carry it it's a glazing spline for the side of the shower it's a frame shower, and it looks almost like a V with a triangle at the end.
1: Hmm. Is that something you could send us a picture of? Absolutely. Yes. I would love to. <laughs> Snap a picture and send it to info at rosieonthehouse.com. And let me get a visual, and I think I'll be in a lot better uh, position to be able to help you. Uh, so that was question All one. Right. You said, was there a second?
0: there is a second so our fence is on the shorter side in the neighborhood um when you're walking on the sidewalk you can see right into our backyard and i want to raise the fence and i i'm going to try and do it myself it's got these top caps that are you know i guess covering for rain or whatever they are they're just top uh, Mm um stones how do i take those off add um, some height to the fence and then put them back on.
1: Well, I would first, um, the way it sounds like, there's probably a, a master plan community with an HOA.
0: There's no HOA.
1: Okay, so you Lucky don't need. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you, you don't need permission from neighbors to do this. No, and all the neighbors' fences are much taller than ours. Okay, so the. What I would get is a, is a chip and hammer. They do make electric ones, but that they're heavy, and that's going to be okay. without scaffolding, where you could hold it at waist level and use the chip and hammer horizontally that way. Um, you know, and and you know scaffolding they do. You can rent scaffolding, and that would make it go a little quicker. But what I would do is just get a uh, hand chip and hammer. It's something you okay. get in the masonry section at any hardware store. Right. It's a of generally, they're blue. It's a heavy steel chip. I mean, the blades varies, but you're probably going to find a four inch, four six inch blade, and get a two pound uh, sledge. Uh, Estwing makes a great one. Put that okay. chip right on that grout line, and just gently tap it, and that vibration will start to break that mortar joint, and you'll notice that after a couple of hits, you'll just be able to take that hammer and pop off the top plate, and then you'll have to go back, uh, depending on how the grout breaks off, and scrape the grout off of the top of the wall, either with that chip and hammer along it or get a grinder and grind it off. Uh, it's a very dusty okay. job to grind it, but um, it, it's a very easy way to do it. How many feet of fence? Okay. <laughs>
0: uh how many feet great question i'm trying to i'm trying to add one foot up and then all around i would say because the yard is about a third of an acre um it's a lot
3: (laughs) okay
1: where what part of the state are you in uh phoenix uh we're in phoenix uh on greenway and 34th street oh man do you know where marvell is I do. You just go to Marvell. They've got okay. every tool, and take a picture of the. Is it a gray block it, with a top cap? I'm guessing it's probably a colored or a yep. decorative.
0: No, it's it's an actual it's an actual block fence.
1: Okay. Usually, you don't see on a on a masonry fence a top cap across the whole thing. So, just yep. run into Marvell. You're going to sure. get uh, the the tools you need to take the top cap off. You'll get the. Are you going to try and set the block yourself?
0: Yep. <laughs> I'm
1: yep. going to try. You, you'll get the, the trowels. You can get you know, a wheelbarrow for your mortar mix. You can get pre-bagged uh, mortar, which I would do because you're going to be probably doing this in sections.
2: And all the advice you need along the way. They're great in there. Yeah, okay. And
1: The, the biggest so thing pre- is going, yeah, green uh, is making sure you have your line set straight. So you will put uh, an actual physical string line on each corner end and they can sell you the the level for that and what it does is it measures your top height that you want to set that block to because your grout's going to be a certain depth and your block Mm -hmm. and making that mortar consistent is going to be uh the biggest challenge because without that string line you know by eyeballing it looking down moving along you're going to feel like it's being set uh Set level, but then you get down and back off, and you're like, "Man, those those aren't level at all," and it's going to drive you nuts. But you'll apply a little bit more mortar than you need to get it level, and then you'll tap the top of that brick down so that you get a little compaction for your grout, and you will notice for. Depending on how much sunlight you get, a couple two, maybe three years, you'll be able to tell that that grout is newer than the other grout. But after a couple of years of sun bleach, it'll all look the same.
0: So would you suggest after everything is done, would you suggest painting the fence or just leaving it? Because I was going to paint it and my neighbor said not to um, because the, I guess, the water will be crack the paint at the bottom of the fence, and it'll look bad after a few years, but I was
1: thinking about painting my fence just to give the house a facelift. That is completely up to you, Uh, and what you'll do if you're going to paint it, you'll get a product called Block Fill, and Marvell sells it as well, and you'll put this on first, and you want to roll it on. Don't spray it. It's a really thick, white paint designed to go on block, and it... It will seal it and give you a good base primer to put paint on. Just know that that paint's only going to last a few, you know, 8, 12 years, 15 years, looking good. As soon as you paint masonry, you've added a maintenance problem to that masonry and having to repaint it again to keep it looking good. So if you don't mind repainting it every decade or so, then, and you want the look of it, you can. I've also seen a lot of people do wall murals uh, through neighborhoods, mm. and you could do some kind of mural on it to add, uh, add something to the neighborhood, but you, know, um, um, but that's only if you want to paint.
0: OK. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all your advice.
1: Thanks for spending your Saturday morning with us, and I'll let Kat switch the buttons as we go over to Mike, who wants to talk about one of Rosie's favorite topics and mine water good morning mike
5: hi rosie how you doing i'm a uh first time caller and long time listener i'm moving back to the to the valley after being in in the east for a number of years and we're building a home out in uh uh, blackstone um and it's a it's a fairly good size home it's about 4500 square feet uh and about ten thousand feet under roof we got a lot of patios and that sort of thing and uh two questions um when we when we got the bids and i don't know didn't know shear versus uh not full shear i didn't understand the, the whole notion of it and when we got went through the, all the bids for the house what uh the, the bidder that uh, won the, the, the construction bid um and he was open about it he said you know this bid is uh, not full shear um and uh the, the plans that were drawn up uh, you know they had uh, they showed the I guess you call it the shear areas of the house and that sort of thing. And they said they would go ahead and they would exceed what is considered to be the required shear, but they wouldn't be doing full shear in the house. Long story short, we're uh, at the framing stage, and the inspector that came through from the city of Peoria uh, just asked the question, uh, "Well, why is this this house full shear?" And it's really led to uh, shall we say some very uh, active discussions and we're stuck at this particular point in time. We're not afraid to spend money on, on the house, but we don't want to spend stupid money. And what we're being told is that it's not really needed. Um, but it's coming down to about a $5,000 difference for people to go, for them to go ahead and, and, you know, complete the, make it full share as opposed to what it is right now. Right. And, uh,
1: and is this just two by f- to, to spend the money Four or two by six? Sorry.
5: It's two by six.
1: And, What he's talking about, when we frame a home in construction, the framing by itself, straight two-by-fours, is not enough structural support. On the corners, they add siding, and that's usually OSB that's nailed to the walls to help keep the wall straight. Because if you picture a straight wall, everything completely vertical, nothing is keeping it from going side to side, and that corner shearing help stabilize the building and you only need to do that to the corners to pass code i think and i'm pretty sure that's the same in every city in arizona and so the inspector's asking why aren't you putting osb siding on the entire home correct that's correct Yeah. so and it's about another five thousand dollars to finish doing that yep well i will how many other homes are going up in construction right now in your area?
5: Oh, there's a lot.
1: Looking at yeah. all of them, I would say most of them weren't, would be my guess.
5: Well, if you look across the golf course to the the uh, track homes that are being built, they are not. If you look across at some of the custom homes that are being built in the area, they are. And, you know, the and I just don't know that. One one guy just throws himself on a grenade. You've got to have full shear to make this a, a good product. And, and I said, well, that's that's fine. But I'm having structural engineers telling me is, it it would be a better product, but it's not necessary. And it, is it worth the $5,000? You know, I could spend that $5,000 on, on other areas. So it's just a matter of do we spend the money and and. Yeah, are you going to? Is, is there going to be any kind of problem with the house? Apparently not. You know, one guy said that you may have some additional, or may have, cracking in some areas in the stucco over time that you wouldn't if you had full shear. But other people kind of debunk that, so we're so
1: we're, uh, we're stuck. You're going to get cracking in your stucco no matter what. That's just the nature yeah. of cement and of. Stucco's a, a, obviously a very heavily cement-based product, but that doesn't mean it's going to weaken the structure. And you're going to get most of your—you uh, know—that's not going to be anything that you can't fix with an elastomeric caulking, and a paint job will cover up any uh, any natural cracking that's going to occur. What the cracking that would be a problem is going to be soil-based. It's going to have nothing to do with whether or not the house is. Sh- completely sheared all the way around or not as long as they're doing a good job and making sure that the lumber's been dried you know if we use lumber that's too wet and we build the house and then we get all kinds of warping as it dries out later Uh, when we when they build a wood framed home they've got to let it set for a certain amount of time with the concrete tiles on top of it so the wood gets used to the weight of the concrete tiles before they put the siding on. That way we get all of our bending and warping done before we're putting on our finished exterior coating. Yes, it would be a little bit more structurally sound if you added that, but is it worth the extra $5,000? I can't, uh, I I don't want to answer that as a definite yes or no. We, (laughs) We still want to guide you to that answer, but I will tell you this. If you called any realtor and said, has any homeowner ever asked you, is the home completely sheared or unsheared? Yeah. I will say they've probably never even been asked that. So is it going to hurt yeah. your resale value? I'll I'd I'd Call a few realtors. I have never been asked that question. We'll, we'll finish a little no. bit more on the back side of this. Uh, okay. After the break, hang tight. Earlier this hour, we started a contest for what is called Game Day Ironworks, and Jennifer posted this on our social media accounts, which are Twitter or Facebook, and you can go see what this is. It's a sign for your college team that lights up.
2: Mm-hmm. And they're about a $400 value, and we also have a coupon to give away for... You, know, you can order them yourself off their website and get a nice discount. You can find that those details on Facebook as well.
1: Okay. But,
2: you know, we so we ask people to send in a text. Are you a wildcat? Or are you a sun devil? And people are pretty passionate about that. So would you like to know the current count?
1: Yes. How are we doing? We
2: have 21 wildcats and 36 sun devils. One from UCLA and two Lumberjacks. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> so, so we'll keep going to the end of the hour.
1: They don't make a Lumberjack one. It was a U of A or ASU were our <laughs> options. So if you're an ASU fan, text Sun Devils to 411923. If you're a Wildcat, text WILDCAT to 411923. And at 10 o'clock sharp, we'll cut it off. And whichever team has more text, sounds like Sun Devils are winning right now. We'll pick a random winner from that text bank, and you get your own free game day ironworks for your college team. But we were in the middle of a conversation with Mike, and it was to sheathe or not to sheathe the entire house. And um, you know what I'm going to do? I was Jennifer said, who could we send him to to answer that? And I'm like, well, he can only answer that himself, but I just had an epiphany. Here's what I'm going to do, Mike. You have a pen? Yep. Take down this number, 623-465. 7083. That's Jake's custom okay. framing out of New River. He's been framing okay. projects for us at least 30 years. Okay. I will tell you, it's not going to make a difference on the resale value. But what I would ask Jake is look, if you were building a home for yourself, Jake, based on all the projects you've done and callbacks you've seen, is it worth the additional investment to sheath the entire house? Okay. And that's from somebody who's been doing it probably close to 50 years.
5: And he'll probably say yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I will, but I'll get I'll appreciate I appreciate that. I don't
1: know. So. I don't know that he will because I I have not seen a fully sheathed house maybe one in about every 40. And there was a time really? they okay. were all being sheathed and about uh about 20 years ago you started seeing that go away. And okay. there was a lot of times we had air conditioning contractors that would not do uh, flexible duct work, absolutely would not. And those guys absolutely, that's all they do now. <laughs> so building has changed. Uh, building science has changed. Uh, building manufacturing products has changed. And and I don't know that he will tell you that. Um, in fact, I'm I'm going to make a note to myself to call and ask him as well. Uh, Real quick, a couple more Father's Day gift ideas from the National Hardware Show. You put together a list.
2: Well, I I kind of have it in in several sections. So I broke up about 30 of our own referral network guys to kind of help you think through, hey, maybe I want to do a big project for dad. Maybe it'll take a couple years, but let's make up a plan. So I have some ideas for maybe shade, maybe hardscape, maybe just comfort things for the backyard, hang out things, maybe some things you want to do for the garage. So you can you can look on the, it's on our website. It's also on Facebook. You can link through there. It has all the links you need. And just to look through there and give yourself some ideas. Another good idea I thought for Father's Day would be any of our staycation providers like Coyote Odie's, state ranch um give me another one Soretta candy just any of our people that participate because that'd be all local stuff you could give it's always fun do try to give local that's i think that's adds a little thoughtfulness to your gift
1: and sibley's west and downtown yes
2: absolutely chandler
1: or gilbert Uh, chandler and they're
2: on the list as well and then they
1: specialize in only arizona-made products
2: that's right, and just a store full of them, anything you can imagine. And then then, uh, lastly, I do have a list from the hardware show, just some real affordable little finds I found that even the kids could get for Dad, kind of thoughtful. And, of course, you can always go out to eat So, and eat local. Take them out. Yeah, and I made a list there of, of some of our favorite places across the state.
1: Next is 10 o'clock hour. It's our On the House hour. We've got the Power Hour with Rosie talking one of his favorite things. He'll... Join us in studio talk electricity and power and where our power sources in Arizona come from. So uh, he will be on his soapbox for, uh, you know, just about the whole hour. <laughs> <laughs>